identity is kind of where people find their personal worth and individuality kind of is whether it's um, in its proper place or whether it's the proper view is probably can get distorted or yeah. stuff like that but it's kind of just where does people find their personal worth or individuality where they feel like you said like in some of these things talking about like where people find purpose and stuff mm -hmm. and like that um, is kind of just based on your identity of what you think you're put on this earth for. So. On today's episode of Identifying the Purpose of You, I have with me Hans and Whitney Nelson from Westridge Church in Eau Claire. They've been my youth pastors since about sixth grade, and I was super excited to be able to sit down and have a discussion with them as they walk us through what it's like being in the youth ministry and how knowing your worth and identity has affected students as well as their own stories. So I am super excited for this, and I hope you enjoy. this episode I have Hans and Whitney Nelson my youth pastors and um, would you like to introduce yourselves I am Whitney Nelson uh, I'm Hans Nelson from uh, the Eau Claire Wisconsin I'm from Eau Claire too and what are your jobs like over like do you wait do you are you youth pastors full-time or do you have other jobs too so yeah, youth pastoring is my full-time job. Um, so uh, fortunate to, that was what I majored in in college and fortunate that I was mm -hmm. not right away initially out of college. I wasn't able to get a job in youth ministry, but a handful of years after I graduated. So I've been doing that for, uh, this is 12 years, almost 12 years now, so. My current occupation would be a stay-at-home mom, homemaker, whatever. Um, assistant to Hans. Uh, <laughs> I help out. So, yeah. True. Yeah, so what are your backgrounds like, like with your family life and stuff like that? Uh, so for me, uh, born in Wisconsin, uh, moved to North Dakota for a little bit um, with my family. My dad was an engineer, so he got a job in North Dakota, and then he got a job here in Wisconsin um, doing engineering. Um, I have an older brother. Uh, younger brother, younger sister, so four kids in my family. Um, yeah, so it's a little bit, um, love dogs, dogs are great. <laughs> um, so that's my family life. School, I was homeschooled um, until eighth grade, and then after eighth grade I went to public high school uh, at Eau Claire Memorial. After uh, graduating high school I went to college um, in downtown Minneapolis at North Central University, um, which is a D3, uh, kind of a private college. Um, and so that's where I went for school. Um, I am um, also from Wisconsin. I was born or grew up like for the first few years of my life in Mondovi, in the country, not the city. Mm -hmm. And then my dad got a job with the city of Eau Claire, so we had to move to Eau Claire because he had to live within the city limits. <laughs> and I attended private elementary school through fourth grade. It was a Christian private Christian school. And then I moved to public school. And I went to North Star Middle School at North High School and graduated from North High School. I went one year at Eau Claire 
it's not where I wanted to be, so I hated it, so I didn't go back. <laughs> Fair enough. And then we got married. And um, yeah, so then I got married to Hans and then moved to North Central with him. And I worked full time while he went to school full time. And then we came back to Eau Claire. Um, I have three sisters, so there are four girls in my family two older, one younger. Um, but we gave my dad lots of grandsons, so <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and growing up, uh, yeah, Christians, we always went to church. Um, uh, initially, we went to a non-denominational Christian church and then eventually found Westridge. Mm-hmm. So Assemblies of God Christian church here. And yeah, came back after he was done with school and then he eventually got hired on and this is where we've been since. We have four children of our own. Two girls, two boys. And they come to church with us and they hang out with us and <laughs> they love it. They all play soccer and Hans Hans does part time coach soccer. Yep. For the kids. Nice. And now basketball. Correct. He's going to <laughs> So yeah, growing up I've always liked sports. Mm-hmm. Um so um doesn't matter what sport it is almost um but yeah so it's cool to uh, it's weird being in uh I've always coached them in sports when they're younger but now it's different now that they're in middle school and so I'm a youth pastor and so now now I'm coaching sports too but it's kind of like they're almost intermixing now it's it's a cool stage of life yeah, uh, yeah. so to um be also coaching similar age of what I feel called to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty sweet yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, how did you guys know that you wanted to be like involved in the youth ministry and stuff like that, or even involved with youth in general? Yeah, so for me, um, was in a youth group in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's how I got my feet with it. But I didn't, at that stage, I kind of didn't even like it that much uh, at the beginning because I was like, oh, I have a lot of younger friends. They were in a different, um, the younger group, yeah. and I was like, felt torn and there's a lot of older people in these groups so I was like uh I didn't know where I fit I didn't know uh, where I fit in so that's how it started um and then um started feeling uh I was able to fit in a little bit more uh, after a little while and then started just um doing some basic things that my youth pastor challenged me to do which was just kind of um spend some time alone um and pray and read my bible just kind of just like never knew that I should do that personally. Like right. myself, I was just like, oh, that's something that's done on a Sunday by a pastor. Like they say some Bible verses and then, um, you know, they talk to God and pray for us or mm-hmm. my parents pray for things, but I don't really do that. So it was kind of that moment where I was like, oh, I'm going to try this out and just do it. And as I was doing it for one of the first times, I just remember I was sitting there in my room and at that time, at seventh grade, I just imagined myself being, going to a D1 school, playing sports, yeah. being an engineer like my dad. That was kind of like, oh, that's what I probably will end up doing. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I felt this, kind of this whisper say, you should be a youth pastor. And I was like, that's really out of left field. Like, it's not something that I was right. like, oh, I, you know, some people are just ambitious. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, It was kind of like, I had kind of thought I already had kind of an idea of what I was going to do and it was just kind of in that moment that whisper came in and so I always kind of held that close and kind of prayed about it thought about it and as time went on into high school 
and I saw the impact that a youth group can have on me, on myself, and on my friends. Um, it started kind of just kind of taking shape and taking root in my heart more and more, and I just kind of accepted it more. So that's kind of how it started. And then through being a youth group and then going to college, just more and more, I just saw that it was what I felt like I was supposed to do. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm involved because I'm married to a youth pastor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> That's probably what I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true, yeah. But, um, but I don't know, like, I guess when we lived in the cities and he was going to school, he, part of doing that, he had to volunteer and he had to intern at a church because that's what he wanted to do so mm -hmm. we were involved there as leaders in their yeah. youth group and we led life groups and stuff like that and um so I guess just being able to like be involved in students lives and being able to um, kind of guide them through like maybe problems they were having or issues they were having like being able to be a voice and uh I don't want to say an influence but like just being there to offer advice. Yeah. Obviously, definitely. we've gone through life and kind of experienced a lot of the same stuff that they go through and stuff like that. And so um, just being able to, like, be there whenever they had questions or be there to pray for them if they ever asked for it um, was very good. Like, so, I mean, that gave me a love for yeah. youth and being involved with them and being able to connect with them and stuff like that so yeah definitely like yeah. for myself I was kind of thinking of going into counseling like for high school counseling and mm -hmm. stuff like that because like I like giving advice and I like being able to help people yeah. and um like I feel like there's kind of a lacking in schools with yeah, counselors yeah, right now yeah. mm -hmm. and um just like foundation wise and stuff like that and but now I'm kind of leaning towards being a teacher because I feel like a lot of students like communicating or having relationships with their teachers more than they like talking to the counselor mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, I can see that. yeah, so I'm kind of leaning towards that. But yeah, I definitely like I like being with people and I like those relationships and stuff. And that's something that I want to have. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically getting into the topic of this podcast, um, how would you personally like each of you define the term of identity oh man when I was thinking about this question it's really kind of challenging because there's probably a variety of yeah uh, views on what how to really kind of de give a definition on mm -hmm. that um you know Webster has its definition and kind of just like society trying to think of right. like I think for me like just thinking about like identity is kind of where people find their personal worth and individuality kind of mm -hmm. is probably kind of a little bit of what identity whether it's um in its proper place or whether it's the proper view is probably can get distorted or yeah. stuff like that but it's kind of just where does people find their personal worth or individuality where they feel like you said like in some of these things talking about like where people find purpose and stuff mm -hmm. and like that um is kind of just based on um your identity of what you think um, you're put on this earth for so yeah yeah I mean I guess I thought a bit more of like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for that's so much that's such a deep answer <laughs> just like who you who you are as like a person right like how you yeah like, like, like your, who you Dana, are as a your DNA yeah. <laughs> I mean but yeah because I mean obviously we would get into all that other 
yeah. stuff eventually. Yeah. But like, yeah, mostly just yeah, who you are as a person. Yeah, like the stuff you associate with, kind of. Yeah, like your name, your your past, your mm-hmm. family, your all the things that you've gone through. Yeah, right nature, now. nurture. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that's true. That makes sense. And how they define you as an individual. Yeah. Um, with the next thing, like, I don't know how much you guys are on social media, but I'm sure you are. But, um, like, that is definitely distorted throughout social media, and there's lots of things coming in and out. Like, how have you seen um, the topic of identity, like, come up in social media and stuff? Uh, well, like I said, it's all, you know, individuality and... Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about social media, you know, it's kind of a, you know, you kind of almost are making your own little platform. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, um, whether it's for, you know, you, whether it's under your own name or whether it's under, uh, uh, you know, something that you're p- passionate about, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, everything's individuality there. So then it has the ability to, um, you, you can, oh, I like that. I don't like that. You know, in our, in our culture, you know, it's kind of, um, almost like you can kind of pick and choose what yeah. you know you can take a little bit from here or there you know kind of style like that's you know things are front and center so I think the so with social media the part that people don't think about I think a ton and it might be in one of our other questions is it can easily you can easily compare your life yeah to other people's lives because what you're seeing is um, I've heard it said is you're kind of seeing a person's highlight reel mm-hmm um, and which can cause you to think, oh man, their life is perfect and awesome because that's what you see displayed on a platform or a screen. When in reality, um, you're not seeing, nobody's putting out their, their struggles, mm-hmm. um, their, their fears, their, some people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to show the good stuff. And um, I think that can lead to a lot of comparison games, which can yeah. kind of lead to I, people having kind of an identity crisis of mm-hmm. like, am I not as cool as that person? Am I not as, um, do people not care about as me as much because I don't get as many likes or follows yeah. or, um, so a lot of people can try to get their identity out of that because, um, we're all, it's one of the ways, you know, they say to statistics nowadays, people are on their phones for, um, you know, four to eight hours, most likely, if not some people even more, Yeah. the average person is four to eight. So like, uh, most of the time people aren't just going, I'm just going to, you know, work on, or I'm going on, I'm I'm going on to research some future projects I want to do, like, um, like you did for this, but like, um, people don't, you're usually going on there just to surf, to see something funny, to see something cool, creative, Mm -hmm. um, or just, you know, fill in the blank. So, um, it can be one of those things that can be a comparison yeah. trap that people don't think about. Um, when I think about social, like social media and the topic of identity on it, I think about the fact that like um, social media is everywhere. Yeah, it is. Phones are in every kid's hand, every adult's hand. Um, there's so many different social media platforms and ways to connect you know, to anybody, anywhere, and anytime. When we were growing up, we didn't ever have that option. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, when people talked about their identity, like, lots of people didn't probably share how they truly felt about themselves because they just didn't have an outlet or a way to do that. So 
when I think about like social media, sometimes I think it can be a good thing, but sometimes I can think that maybe mm. it's not such a good thing. And then you think about like mental health statistics and how it mm -hmm. seems like specifically for adolescents and for kids, how their mental health has just declined over the years. Yeah. I'm like, well, are we just seeing that now because kids have a way to tell people about it? Like right. because now they have a way to mm. um, voice, like, it. voice it and let that out. True. Or is it because, you know, there's more of it because they're seeing this thing over here or this thing over here and maybe I should be like that. No, maybe I should be like that or that person or mm -hmm. maybe I'm supposed to be this way because this is how I feel and so that's how I should be because they're telling me that that's how I should be. Like, did they not have that when we were growing up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that just wasn't a thing so yeah, much right. as it is now. Like, it's crazy in your face all of the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um... So yeah, I guess that's how I see it, just bombarding kids from every angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a combination yeah. of everything. And I think like with what you were saying, Hans, like I feel like sometimes you can almost confine yourself to a specific identity because there's like, like it can be like, I have to like I don't. I don't know if you have a certain hobby like the youtube channels that are dedicated to like makeup or dedicated yep. to comedy like you have to be that person and mm -hmm. if you aren't then right. you're letting everyone down right. like it turns into like this whole like toxic just like bubble that's mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be like you're able to express yourself but at the same time you can't be anything else right so it just it's feel trapped kind of yeah, yeah. It's like they're putting themselves in a box that they don't necessarily want to be in yeah yeah like you might think you want to and then right. everything comes in and yeah. right. same with like fame and stuff like that it's like there's so many good and bads to it mm -hmm. um like how it, and along with that like specifically in kids in youth group I guess like I don't know is there like have you seen that through like kids that you know like specific any specific like I would say like I don't know that if I that I've ever seen anything really good <laughs> come from social media, right? Specifically with our kids and youth group, mm -hmm. um, like <laughs> um, I feel like so. Like with your next question, can mm -hmm. I can I can I yeah talk, yeah can totally I touch on that mm -hmm. um, transitioning from middle school to high school and like attitudes and stuff like that? I feel like it has not been an improvement for some kids no. because they feed into the whole um this is how I should be this is how I should act this is how I want people to view me this is how I want people to like me and to see me and it changes them fundamentally as a person mm -hmm. and I feel like I've seen it change um friendships and yeah, for um sure attitudes for sure and um the way that they act mm -hmm. like I don't know like I feel like I've seen kids not be as happy mm -hmm. I feel like it's caused a lot more anxiety and um depression and um as they've grown older like 
so I think it's a terrible thing. <laughs> and many of them know that, but many of them don't adhere to my thoughts yeah. on the subject. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, I kind of earlier was said, like, it kind of amplifies what's already in mm-hmm. our hearts. Yeah. Just like with any tool in anything can be used, any tool in life can be used for good or for bad, depending on how it's used. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so it, it's a good thing for them to stay connected to each other. Yep. Yeah. Especially during COVID. Yeah. Like for sure. That was good. So yeah. So being used as a tool for that, yes. But being used as a tool for, hey world, look at me. Here I am. Now I'm out there. Yep. I just feel like it's causing yeah. more problems than. Yeah. So what I was just gonna say is Sorry. like any no yeah any, <laughs> no you're good uh, any tool like. A hammer, you know, if you're using it for hammering a nail, like, and building something, that's great. But if you use it to, you know, you can use it in destructive ways, too. Yes. Um, anything um, can be used. Um, any tool can be used. Like, I know that the guy who invented, like, you can research it, but the guy that invented dynamite, like, he invented it so that, like, they could, you know, blow through, um, like, and make w- ways for trains to go through to, like, be able to have access to places for anything you know and try to like connect people he made that but he was devastated when he found out that it was being used like for war and hurting people yeah and so he had a like he mentally and emotionally can i don't know his exact name whoever invented dynamite but like he went through a tough time where he's like whoa i intended it for it to be used for this good purpose but now i'm seeing that my invention of dynamite is being used for destructive ways yeah and so kind of like what he's saying is i think um, not even kids in middle school and high school, but I think even <laughs> adults. Yeah. Adults, if you look at with everything we've gone through in the past couple of years, this was something that there's no, nobody takes a class on how do I use social media in the right proper ways, <laughs> right, right? Nobody's right. ever taken a class like that, even though we should all be, should take a class called how do I, you know, how do you, what's, what's social media's purpose? What's a healthy way to use it? What's a non-healthy way to use it? Yeah. We don't take that. And people have used it as just a way to, voice um what they're upset about yeah. you know like when you said like here am i here's what i'm feeling here's what you know here's me look you know mm-hmm. um but like get angry at people you know comment angry things on people's uh, thing or bash people or mm-hmm. uh, ridicule people or uh, and so that's what sometimes people use it for that in my mind like when you're saying the, the tool when it's used properly is to should be to connect people yeah. encourage people mm-hmm. to like um to not let friendships like you know that distance might pull you away but there's a way to um communicate um and see what's going on in their lives and feel like hey i still am kind of feel like i'm sort of friends with them even though they're far off away oh that's cool they were they you know um you know able to do that and oh, I, I think i need to talk to them and see how that trip was and you know mm-hmm. that looked like fun like the, what they went on and so it should be used in a positive way to connect with people, um, but sometimes it's used to be just about themselves mm-hmm. or to cause, you know, the tool is used to cause destruction instead, which is, it's a shame, so. Yeah, and I feel like it allows for so many insecurities. Like, I like um, even just, like, 
in passive aggressive ways <laughs> it mm. comes out because like with snapchat like i get freaked out when someone leaves me on red for a certain mm. amount of time or whatever I and my, that's a big thing. yeah <laughs> and my mom she's like you're crazy like they could just be doing something else i'm like but it like affects your worth almost because mm. it's like they're not responding to me like do i not matter anymore like wow. and stuff like that and there can be like um if someone you can see who's hanging out with who and you're just like right. they didn't say anything to me about that like so it just yeah it definitely had a huge impact on social social things like right. social media <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought about that all yeah too like back in the day like if we we tried to include other you know other people when we like growing up when we you know we were me and Wendy were friends growing up in high school and yeah. Uh, with youth group and we had a, a wide pool of people but we we had the heart of like hey let's include as many people as possible and invite them mm-hmm. um but nowadays like it'd be and we had you know with any group with any close friendships there's can be drama mm-hmm. um if we had social media when we were um in high school growing up it would have probably caused a lot of division because yeah. oh wait you were hanging out with that person why didn't you guys invite me yeah, you know exactly. like and uh not that we you know, didn't have moments where you just hung out with certain people, but it would have probably, um, it can definitely see like, oh, wow, I didn't get invited for that hangout. I didn't get mm-hmm. hung out. Oh, wow, they must not like me. And things can go on in your head yeah. and read in, you know, read into things that you shouldn't. And, um, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, what you're saying is, you know, you can see what everybody else is doing and you yeah. feel like your life isn't as cool or people are wanting to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. when in reality they're not, but they are because it's kind of front and center. Yeah, and sometimes it's like the opposite. Like, I'm cool because I got to hang out with this person and they didn't, and it can just totally flip the opposite way mm-hmm. to it's just bad all around. Yeah. Um, um, is there, like, any differences between, like, how you've seen that in boys and girls? Because I feel like like boys process things completely different than girls do. So It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that I've seen it affect girls a lot more than boys. I mean, unless boys just aren't. Um, vocalizing it. Yeah, vocalizing and willing to share their hearts with it. I'm sure sure they are affected in some ways, most definitely, but I feel like um, the way that girls and women are presented, especially in social media and how they um, are supposed to be like ideally, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like girls can become a lot more insecure in themselves and with that, so I feel like I've seen it affect girls more than boys in a negative way. Yeah, I think uh, what Whitney's saying is, you know, I think New York Times just did a article um, about how uh, Instagram is on a percentage isn't negatively impacting girls way more than mm-hmm. uh, boys, I think. Um, and so, um, you know, so there's the statistics that are starting to come out, like the New York Times just put it out there, like I think a month ago or a handful of weeks ago, um, you know, certain media platforms impact um, but yeah, it's tough to say, you know, without, um, you know, I'm, you know, just stereotypically guys are, um, not typically wanting to share their feelings yeah. or, you know, what they're struggling with. Um, we should, yeah. we're supposed to, but, um, you know, society sometimes says we shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so, and sometimes, um, yeah, I think those things whether they let on, it can still impact them in different ways, but they probably just won't open up about it if it does. Right. But I think, yeah, it it hits home with both. We just don't know exactly what the yeah. difference is. Yeah, and it's different with every individual person, Correct. too. 
Um, so this might be this might get kind of long, but if you guys want to sum up your personal testimonies and how you've like, um, just incorporating like the next question, like how you've struggled with knowing your identity and worth and stuff like that as you're growing up and getting to know God better and stuff. Yeah, I can start. Um, yeah, so like personal testimony, like story of like my my life kind of and um, involving God maybe too. So yeah, for me, um, yeah, grew up in a great family. Um, parents that, um, you know, I think raised me pretty well. Um, and so um, I was, loved sports, like I said, growing up. And so for me, um, I st- I, one of the things that I kind of got identity and worth and purpose for was just playing sports. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started feeling like I started getting better at it um, and stuff like that. So, um, and so then growing up, I was kind of shy at, at times. Um, didn't feel like I fit in with a lot of, because I was homeschooled. I fit in some places, but I didn't feel it fit in at other places. Mm-hmm. Um, felt like I didn't have as many friends because people you know, hung out, saw people at school, you know, five days a week. And I would see maybe people at like a sporting, you know, a sports practice or, and they would talk about, oh yeah, this teacher or this class and uh, school today or, you know, I'm like, I, you know, had no way to connect with them in other ways besides sports. Um, And so, um, yeah, growing up and then like, kind of like Whitney's story, you know, grew up going to church with my family. It was more of a for me, it became more of a religion thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, yeah, we, we go to church on Sundays. We go to church on other nights of the week. But um, it's just what we do. And so uh, it wasn't until, like I said before, in one of the previous questions when I felt called or it became personable, uh, became real, where I felt like actually God wanted to know me personally. He cared about me personally. Um, he wanted me to talk to him, and he wanted me to listen to his voice and learn, you know, have not just a... A monologue to him yeah. but a dialogue and actually do life with him and he cared about me and how I lived my life and so that's kind of when things started changing for me um like I don't have one of those dramatic stories where like yeah I was totally like you know you know doing like terrible you know <laughs> not what people consider terrible things like you know getting addicted to things or yeah um but I did get in a spot where I just cared about myself and yep. fitting in and wanting to be popular and um so once I turned that corner and kind of like realized uh, I wanted to be closer to God that's where I started feeling more purpose and identity and worth was in when I was in something constant like God, it couldn't. It's pretty awesome when it can't be taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that uh, that foundation, that solid rock. Yeah. Um, that, like, if, like for me, I had almost you know after college, I played college soccer, and so I had a, kind of like a little bit of identity crisis a little bit when I realized I kind of put my identity a little bit too much in sports mm-hmm. and worth and purpose and that because, and then I realized wow, um, I still I got in my life, but I realized I was letting that take too much of a hold in my life and so I started getting too much identity from that and that's it's pretty crazy a lot of people in life like we talked about in the other questions is um people can get so much identity and worth out of things they just can be taken away in a second popularity fame um, likes um, um, anything in life you know even people that we care about you know um, a job 
how much money's in our bank account. All those yeah. things are not constant. They're just they can they can may feel like they're they're in a good spot, but eventually, expert you know things can expire and yeah. things can. Um, and so for me, um, when I went through a lot of that stuff, it was just the constant of knowing God was there and you know all the things that He brought me through and um, you know seeing Him work in my life and having a personal connection with Him and seeing Him work in my friends' lives and my family's life. Um, it just gave me more identity and worth and purpose in him when, over time. It's just like, uh, so that's a little bit of my story and um, a little bit of my struggles, but um, finding that is important, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for me, like I said before, I grew up in the church. Um, I was very involved in sports growing up, and um, I was also a very, very good student. Just kidding. It's um, uh, true. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that I found my identity in sports and, like, school. I just, um, I, mostly I found my identity in, like, my family. And I didn't, I didn't really struggle with, like, not knowing who I was or who I should be with or who I should hang out with. Yeah. or Just because I always had sisters who were all very close in age, so I always had that friendship right. no matter what. Mm. So even if I did feel like I had friends at school, they were there, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I did have friends at school, but I also had friends at youth group, and so I just always felt very loved and, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I just never really struggled with that kind of stuff growing up. It wasn't a difficult thing for me, probably, if there had been social media. Yeah. I would have struggled <laughs> like no else. <laughs> um, so I would say that for me personally, so being Christian, yes, growing up, religion all that and then probably attending youth group seeing other kids and other students and my peers Mm -hmm. loving God and going after God and wanting to share their faith that kind of thing that's kind of when and where it became a personal relationship for me kind of the same thing as him as Hans here but um I would say that for if I want to say like struggling with my identity or knowing my worth and my purpose kind of came more after we got married and after we had kids. Mm-hmm. That's when things kind of got um, a little more difficult for me in knowing, you know, who God wanted me to be or what he wanted me to do because like I married him and we were like a team doing youth ministry and stuff like that. But then when I had babies, couldn't always go, couldn't always hang right. out, couldn't always, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a sick kid, it's me staying home with them, like, not getting to go to youth group or to church or whatever, yeah. and, um, or to, like, the event, or, you know, having a baby during youth convention, couldn't go along because baby was due, you know, and mm. that happened two years, or not two years in a row, but two, almost two babies in a row because it was the two boys who, whatever, but, um, <laughs> uh, so that was very difficult for me, Yeah. and, like, no longer having a job because, like, I stayed home with the kids because we didn't have to put them in daycare and we wanted to like I wanted to raise them and I knew that I wanted to raise them and yeah. I knew that I wanted to be a mother mm-hmm. but because of my um of schooling and stuff like that and how well I did I had like major ambitions to like mm-hmm. yeah go to school I was going to go pre-law I was going to become a lawyer I was going to do all these things and then all of a sudden it was like no I'm not going to do that I'm going to yeah marry a youth pastor and I'm going to have <laughs> babies and I'm going to be a mother like that's <laughs> So that changed for me, right? But yeah. maybe but maybe the whole pre-law, law school, that thing, maybe that wasn't um, what I was supposed to do. Maybe that's not. I don't know right. that I necessarily sought God in that calling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I feel like I should do. This is what my parents want me to do. So maybe that's what that was. And, like, Definitely. honestly, I felt more like 
um, once I became a mother, like, like my mom, she never went to college and she was just not just a mom. I mean, she had jobs, but like, I wouldn't say that I like thought badly for about her because she, you know, didn't go to school and did whatever. She was a great mom and I, but I never went through life thinking, oh, I want to be her. Right. And now I'm totally 100% her. I'm so <laughs> thankful. And I love that I am her. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so, <laughs> so annoying. Anyway, so I would say, like, uh, it was hard with my kids and growing up and, or, like, teaching them. And, like, I know that I'm supposed to raise them and raise them in Christ and teach them how to love God and teach them how to be good people. And um, it's really hard in life right now trying to do that. Um. But when we went on our missions trip to um, Argentina this last time, um, there was a, a moment that we were supposed to um, kind of just pray and see God. And, and uh, I can't even remember for sure what. It was um, just like just seeking God and like for what he wants to say to you in this moment, right? Yeah. So in that moment, it was God telling me that I've called you to be a mom. <laughs> to not just your kids, but to other kids, and to uh, be that kind of mother figure, sorry, in their life. And um, so, so that's kind of, in that moment, I kind of felt like that was finding my identity, my worth, my purpose in this life right now, especially, I mean, you know, we talk about seasons in life and things like that. So like right now, as long as I have young kids and kids growing up, and as long as I'm the wife of a youth pastor, so I'm in these students' lives, like that's, what I'm supposed to be doing and it doesn't matter yeah. that I didn't become a lawyer that I didn't you know go on to make a ton of money and like have this full-fledged career like mm -hmm. you know like um so I feel good about where I'm at now and my identity is in that and I'm okay with that and um uh yeah I'll throw it out there that I don't allow my children to have social media I will not allow them to have like Allie has her phone now we just got that for her She's 13, we don't allow her to have Snapchat or Instagram. She was asking me about it the other day, like, why can't I have this? And I went through the whole spiel about why she can't. And she's like, yes, mom, I understand, and that's okay. Like, like if you wanna to talk to your friends, if you wanna get a hold of them, you text them. You can talk just as well on that. If you wanna send a funny picture, haha, -ha, yeah. text it. Like, right. But, um, so yeah, I will not allow them to be on social media. Until <laughs> <laughs> I do not have Snapchat. Yes. Soapbox brought That's, to you by Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I almost started crying too, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> um, what advice would you give for those who are struggling with identity and stuff like that? I'd say the big thing is, like I said with mine, um, is to be careful if you're putting your identity in something that yeah. isn't isn't something that's constant, that's like in my case, like my thought is eternal. Mm -hmm. um, if you put your identity in a, in a sport, if you know, you're gonna be upset if you get injured or yeah. when you eventually, like professional athletes, you know, eventually, you know, their mid thirties or whatever it ends up being, there's gonna come a time when they're like, I can't be an athlete anymore. Maybe I can do this for fun, but I, I can't be a professional athlete anymore. Or that job, if that job is, you know, if you don't get, if it's taken away or you don't get that promotion um, or if you don't get those grades, um, you know, if you put your identity in any of those things that can be taken away in a second, you're going to, 
going to be hurting and you're going to be, you know, um, you don't want to have those identity crises when you don't have to. Um, and so I just say put your identity in something constant um, that's above everything in this earth and the noise. And um, that doesn't mean you're not going to have struggles. Then it doesn't mean you're not going to like, I got to stop doing everything that's fun because... <laughs> um, no, like you can still enjoy those things, but to not get too much identity from it where um, if you lost it, you're going to... Um, feel like your life is over or yeah. mm -hmm. you get so much worth from it like unless I make three figures or if, unless I um, have you know all these friends like I need these exact friends in my life and if they were taken away my life is worthless or purpose right. um, so all those things because man I can count countless things like people I thought were going to be my friends forever um, are no longer my friends um, you know like I said before sports um, your bank account like there's moments when, you know, sometimes you feel like you're in a good spot and a lot of times you're like, oh man, I don't know how we're going to make it. So mm -hmm. um, if you point your worth and your purpose based on, you know, any of these things that a lot of people do, um, it just, it puts you in a bad spot to eventually hit that wall where, who am I now? Yeah. Who am I now that it's taken away? Who am I now that um, I don't, ha I'm, I'm not that person I'm not that seen that way um what do you do with that yeah, yeah. we all are gonna have moments like that but it's putting yourself at not feeling it as often as some people do so yeah and I I've or I was reading a book one time and it talked about like God offers us so much and we settle for so less like there's so many things that like we could accept from God like that foundation and but we settle for so much less with money or with approval from others mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's just crazy <laughs> to right. like we're so limited in the ways that we view things right. especially because of social media yeah so that's good um yeah so advice I guess as Christ followers obviously we would say people should find their identity in yeah. Christ first and foremost um, but then that's hard because a lot of people don't necessarily believe what we believe. Right. And so mm -hmm. they exactly. have to feel like they have to find it elsewhere. Um, so I guess from a practical standpoint, like Hans was saying, you know, don't find your identity in temporary things. Like you think about maybe students care about what other people think of them right now. Or like if I say this or say that, they're going to judge me, you know. Mm -hmm. 20 years from now when you're an adult and you're grown and you have you know potentially a family of your own or whatever yeah. not that's none of that's gonna matter you know what I mean uh -huh. so like obviously we have an eternal mindset where we say eternally in eternity with Christ it's never it's not gonna matter what people thought about you it's only gonna matter what Christ mm -hmm. thinks of you and whether or not you've found your identity in him but mm -hmm. for people who don't necessarily believe that it's hard for them to believe that or understand that yeah. or wrap their mind around that so we say like Han said, you know, find your identity in something that's constant. Like, no, try to know who you are. Don't look to other people. Don't look to, you know, those temporary things that are fleeting and don't matter. And they're not going to matter even 10 years from now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, back with what you were saying about how, like, you wanted to be a lawyer, and then, like, everything changed and stuff. It's so hard to see, like, or it's so hard to think, 
to like what am I actually striving for am I striving for the career or am I striving towards God and how I'm going to serve him in that career Mm -hmm. and I feel like for me for a long time I was like okay well the only way I could serve God is through being in ministry like I have to be a pastor I have to be worship leader something like that but you can be in ministry in everything like that's what Mm -hmm. got me to like teaching or being counselor it's like I can even if I'm not allowed to say directly like or, like, proclaim the gospel directly, like, I can still show it by who I am, and, like, like, sometimes you're the only Bible someone will ever read, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely something to keep your mind on, like, for a Christian is to, like, what am I actually trying to do with my goals? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, thank you for doing this with me. This is a really good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, thank you. Psalms 139.14 says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that for well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and thank you to Hans and Whitney for taking time out of their night to have this conversation with me. I am so excited for you to join us for the next episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.